The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss, but you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, take live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. If you're watching this right after it gets uploaded to the YouTube, why don't you join us on the Twitch? You can hang out with us all night long. All night. For some Wrestle Kingdom, because we're going to be watching that live. Us suckers over here on the west coast of the United States of America uh, get to start checking that out at midnight. Uh, yes. I, I think that's probably better than how the East Coasters have it. They have to like either try to sleep until 3 or just stay up till 3, and then they're up for until like 7 in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's got the and short end like of the stick us, with that recap one. afterwards, add another hour or 20 minutes to that. Suckers. Just suckers. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, but we're talking about Monday night raw. We're on the road to the Royal rumble. And it seems like we have drew McIntyre's opponents for the Royal rumble, a young, a young up and coming, a sign of the future in the WWE who, who wants to, you, you go ahead and do the rant Larson. Go ahead and do the rant. We got old Goldberg. <laughs> we got Goldberg versus drew McIntyre. Yeah. Bill showed up. Bill, Bill showed up Bill after, showed up. Bill after Goldberg. a really fantastic, it was a really fun main event, it a was pay-per-view a really level event. main it event was. between drew McIntyre and somebody who truly should be a cornerstone of the future of the WWE Keith Lee. I honestly thought we were going to get some big story development with Keith Lee. He got yeah. a champion's entrance. The the legends there on the ramp or on the stage rather, uh, you know, sort of, you know, gave him their blessing as he walked down, you know, uh, at least visually. Uh, I thought, oh, wow, maybe maybe he'll turn heel. Maybe he'll do well, something. Yeah, he was he was he was he, he had an edge to him during the match when there's a backstage segment with him and, and Riddle. And he was fairly dis, dismiss, dismissive of of Riddle. Yeah. Um. And and then so we had a really great match. Uh. Not Keith Lee. Just he and Drew just uh did a fist bump and he left. Mm -hmm. Uh. And then cue Goldberg's music. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg. Yeah. So we got yeah. So he comes out. He drops promo on uh, Drew McIntyre. He baselessly he, he, he claims he made up. He made up motivation to come out. Drew, you don't respect the legends. You think you think uh, you're better than us. You're better now in your prime than we ever were in our prime. You'd see us and we're just old and stuff. Uh, and he says, you don't, none of us pose a threat to you. Well, well now, yeah. yeah, that's 100% now, correct. Look at Drew. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then uh, Drew gets the mic and is like, well, no, I respect everybody. I, I was literally, I literally had to do, this is what Drew was thinking. I literally just had to do that bit like an hour and a half earlier with Hulk Hogan. Ugh. You know, don't tell Ugh. me that. Yeah. That was oh gosh, that was cringe. Anyways, yeah, was. so uh, Drew says, "Hey Bill, look, I'm all about the respect, uh, but look, you're not the Bill Goldberg you were 20 years ago. Fighting you now would be like fighting my dad." It's a great that line. Right. That was a 100 percent true. Yeah. yeah. And so Bill does his fake laugh, ha 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 ha, and yeah. Drew's like gets it's pretty intense laughing back, and then Goldberg pushes Drew on his ass. Yeah, and they, you're, they were low on time because Drew was speed running his lines, and then they cut. I don't know if they intended for Drew just to sit on his ass, and they cut to Stone Cold. Hey, what's going on? I'm here with Rob so, Riggle. Rob Riggle. There's a myriad of issues at play here that with Goldberg being involved. I understand they still think that Bill Goldberg is a bit of a draw. They want to guess my balls on that Royal Rumble pay per view of theirs. Uh, you know, not never mind that the Royal Rumble premise, the gimmick of Royal Rumble, in it is. A draw in and of itself. Nonetheless, they think people still want to watch Goldberg wrestle. Well, Goldberg's is. a draw. I mean, look, man, he's he's got name recognition. He's a draw. Uh, his matches are terrible. Yeah, you and I, you and I have no. Well, here's the thing. Him, but, I think I mean, here's he, the thing, though. I think I think early on when they brought Goldberg back for the Brock thing, yeah, draw because he's been gone forever. 
Now it's diminishing returns. I think everybody understands what Goldberg brings to the table. Not a whole lot. Um, they understand that his matches are crap. They're about three minutes at best. And worst case scenario, he concusses himself and nearly hurts his opponent. Um, I think a lot of people are understanding the situation that Goldberg finds himself at this juncture in his career. And yes, there's a novelty attached to Goldberg showing up. Um, is he going to, is, is, is a match against Drew going to lead to a substantially more pay-per-view buys, whatever metric they use now for the rumble? I'd be hesitant to say it'd be substantial slight bump, maybe, but is it worth bringing Goldberg out to challenge Drew McIntyre in lieu of building up what they've already got a decent story going with Sheamus, what they got going with Keith Lee, turn Keith Lee heel. The, 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 it seemed like the ingredients were there for something like that to happen tonight. Rather than, again, it's the same old thing. Rather than advancing storylines, which will push and elevate the talent they have on the roster now, in times of trouble, what do they do? Like they did tonight, bring a bunch of uh, part-timers and legends out for the quick pop. And once that's gone, they're still in the same exact place they were, you know, weeks, if not months prior. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with, with much of that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are on what, on what Goldberg brings in. I have no idea. I don't, I'm not privy to that stuff, but uh, I, I, I agree with the meat of your, of your argument in that the, what, what he symbolizes is simply WWE's inability or lack of desire to commit to new stars. I mean, back during the, you know, during when people point at, you know, the attitude era, for example, you know, they all their all their legends at that point were in WCW. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they could rely on that. They had to rely on what they had. They had to build new stars. Um, and, and that's what they did. And, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that this, you know, you, you do something with Keith Lee. You do something with him. Um, somebody here in chat mentioned this is, you know, Goldberg. It's probably his last match under contract. I, I'm not, I don't know about that. I hope I that's the case. I thought he had a couple more years with two matches per year. Oh, is that what it was? That's okay. what I thought. Don't hold me to that. That's not, yeah. you know, I can't, I'm not sourcing that, but that's just what my memories tell me but again i'm on like four and a half hours sleep so i'm probably not a trusted source well no that sounds i mean that sounds kind of familiar i mean regardless it's not like he'd say no to more matches i mean clearly he's interested he in seems interested to in doing these. more yes yes yeah um so yeah dude i don't know it's i mean the main thing for me is that like the guy has proven that he can't put on a good match like he's incapable of doing that look at the Braun versus uh goldberg match at wrestlemania this past year you know, it was just it was just a finish fest, and it was it was garbage. Um, so you know, and I mean, the crap, the, the really shitty thing too is you got to think about these. You know, the, the current superstars, you guys like you know Sheamus, who's obviously been around for a long time, but Keith Lee, he's newer. Uh, you know, Riddle's making a name for himself. I mean, even Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. It's like <laughs> these guys are you know they've got this raw WWE has a stigma of like. Well, we need ratings are low. We got to pop them. The current guys aren't doing it. So we got to bring in these legends. And it's just like, you know, you use the term diminishing returns. Talk about diminishing returns with them bringing these legends in. Like this was by far like, and much of it just had to do with the simple fact there was no crowd for them to get that cheap pop with. You couldn't even get that. It was like, and, and, and WWE, they don't know how to produce any effective segments. With Ric Flair, I thought Ric Flair was great tonight. I thought that he was. I thought I really liked the stuff with him and Charlotte. I thought that match was way more fun than it should have been. Um, and uh, I liked Ric Flair's involvement in it. Uh, I really liked uh, him and Randy Orton uh, backstage. I thought if you're going to bring in legends, that's how you do it. Not to, yeah, not to, in, not not to indulge in this type of behavior, but. AEW really does know how to use their legends, you know? They do. They, they use legends to advance and tell stories. Yeah. WWE brings legends in. By and large, I mean, there is that stretch where uh, uh, every week, you know, when Christian, when Flair was there, and it was helping to advance Orton's story at the time, and that was fine. But if you're bringing legends in for a one-week deal, cheap pop, not using them on a consistent basis to advance stories, which elevates your talent on the roster now, it's lazy booking. Mm-hmm. It's lazy. Yeah, it's really lazy, and and you're just falling. WWE's just falling back on the old crutch 
of ratings are bad. We don't have faith in our current roster to bring the ratings up. Let's bring in the legends to get a one-week pop, and hopefully that's enough to get pe- enough eyeballs in there where I guess people will keep watching in the future. I don't even know the logic behind that, you know? Uh, yeah, it, on top of that, it's like, who who do they think we're tuning in to see? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Hulk again? No. I mean, you know, I I, I get it. Hulk is, is a mainstream name. He's, he's, he's a big name. That's fine. But, like, you know, God bless IRS, you know, Bray Wyatt's dad. Uh, and you know, Tatanka, you know, I, look, that's awesome that WWE's giving these guys a paycheck for a night. I think that's rad. But like, if you're if you're just gonna have them stand there doing nothing, what purpose does it serve? Yes, like, sir, get, no purpose. Get them involved somehow. Yeah, have them do something that would advance stuff. You know, know, at least Randy Orton was going around and talking some crap to some of them. But I mean, even when he was talking crap, it was guys that he had actually it was like you know Mark Henry and uh, and uh, and Big Show. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's get right into this. Well, here uh, let's, let's 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 indulge in a little bit of, of, of baseless speculation. So we got this WWE title match. Let's get this out of the way because people oh yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, have, yeah, have, yeah. Have brought this up. So yeah. let's talk about it because this crossed my mind too. Where is this going now? Yeah. Yeah, and you know we've we've heard rumors for a while of, of WWE wanting a Goldberg. I mean that was supposed to be the match at Mania last year, Goldberg and Reigns. Yeah. We heard that was in the cards potentially for Mania this year now too. Now, Bill. Shows up on Raw tonight, challenges Drew at the Rumble. So, assuming they still want the Reigns match at Mania, Bill and Roman, I mean, there's pretty much two avenues they go. They have Bill pick up that title and do a winner-takes-all bout at Mania, which seems outside the realm of possibility, but if they're desperate, like really desperate, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, okay. The alternative uh, is uh, Bill loses... And then just shows up on SmackDown a couple weeks after Rumble and says, "Well, yeah, I want that now." <laughs> I, I'll, so it, it could be any of these things. They are, I mean, you know, the, the, there there is an air of desperation for sure. So I guess why not use Goldberg ad nauseum until uh, until WrestleMania? That is a legitimate concern. It yeah. really is. That's yeah. possible. What you're talking yeah. about is not outside their own possibility. No. I Likely can't. no, possible yes. My 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 what I figure is happening is they figured out what they want to do with Roman, and, and it's not Goldberg. Originally, it was going to be Goldberg, but they're saving that for like another time. And what they're going to do instead is Drew versus Goldberg at uh, at the Rumble, which was set up tonight. And like Drew, it's going to be the thing is Drew versus Goldberg as opposed to Roman versus Goldberg, which is where it seemed to have been going. And that probably mm. would have been the rumble. Maybe, maybe they were just like, hey, we actually really like, you know, the chemistry between Roman and Kevin Owens. They got mm-hmm. a good thing going. We'll mm-hmm. do them at the rumble. Mm-hmm. Takes a big name, Kevin Owens, sort of out of the rumble, mm-hmm. um, you know, for somebody else. Uh, and then, you know, we, instead we'll just shift Goldberg over to Drew. I mean, the, the 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 scheduling of the Legends Night might have been, you know, sort of, hey, we can kill two birds with one stone. We can motivate Goldberg even being there, you know, to come out and challenge her, even though he doesn't need a Legends Night to do that. You know, we could motivate it. Um and uh, and we can try to be on the show tonight. And we can try to pop the ratings. Uh, you know, maybe that was decided when Legends Night was decided upon a couple weeks ago, if that was in the cards a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But uh but you know, I'm still I'm still hoping for uh uh, I think I think a really killer story could be told with uh, with Brock versus Roman at at Mania. Mm-hmm. You can do Roman versus Kevin Owens at the Rumble, and then Brock. Or versus... you could also do you could also do Brock versus Drew again at Mania, especially if they have designs on having people in in you know in the crowd. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like if it's if if Brock is looking to retire, and you've got this Paul Heyman thing, you've got this the Tribal Chief thing, you can maybe. I, my guess would be this: They did, and I know it'd be in maybe in in front of fran, in front of fans, depending on how things going are going. I, I was reading up today on uh, some of the ideas that apparently the the new administration wants to mm-hmm. do with vaccination rollout. And they're talking about like mobile units and stuff, which I thought mm-hmm. was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if there are fans at Mania, yeah, maybe they'd want to redo Brock versus Drew. But Brock versus Drew is a really, I mean, it was sort of a perfect torch passing for Drew. I'm not sure they'd want to revisit that if it didn't mean, hey, 
we've got like an amazing built-in story for Brock Roman and Vince McMahon finally getting the Brock Roman that people would be interested in Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. once. Um, I think that might be too good of a situation to turn out if Brock was interested. Possibly. And that's kind of a huge if, if if Brock is indeed interested. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, Raw, you know, another another kind of middle of the road situation with Raw. Kind of some good, some bad, a lot just kind of whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Raw these days. I mean, you 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 know, at the head of almost every Raw recap, you say, "Well, it's three hours is too long," which is always the thing. But like we've had good Raws before that have been three hours. Yeah, a lot of it's, um, I feel like a lot of it's pacing. Like you you kick off. <laughs> I mean. You, Ms. TV is, is, is always uh, the energy vampire of any episode of Raw. When you kick off an episode of Raw with Ms. TV, you're getting off on the wrong foot. I turned it on, yeah, and I saw Ms. TV was on. I was running a couple minutes late, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Raw tonight. This is not how I want it to start. I don't yeah. want to watch it. Dude, I, I kind of feel like I don't, I don't even know if it's pacing. It's just there's a spark missing with their stories. You know, I mean, some of it's pacing. Some of it is like, you know, you always know you're going to get filler. Like the 24 yeah. 7 scene. And this is nothing that we haven't talked about sort of on a macro level before, you know, the problems with Raw. We've talked about this stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. There's just a spark missing with, with the stories that they're there telling. Is. Yeah. When, when, you, when you start the episode, you know, well, number one, okay, so they actually started it. We'll just dive into it, man. There's a Hogan thing to start the episode, right? What, the, what was that? I didn't see it. It was him on the phone. I, 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 man, I wish you would have like seen it because I didn't understand what the hell was happening. He was on the start, phone. Could you could you hear what he was saying? So it starts off with there's it's like a close up of his phone. Maybe somebody in chat can like nail this for us. There's a close up of of Hogan's phone, and uh-huh. it's like a dusty old iPhone seven, and it, but it's got like the Hulkamania logo on it. Of and course. he starts talking about like the Hulk phone or the Hogan phone or phone of mania or something like that. All right. And he's like, with this, you can do, yeah, the H phone. Is that what he called it? Um, and he was like, you can do Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and whatever at Facebook on this phone, brother. And like the little icons appeared as graphics on the screen. And then he picked it up and he said, you got to ask yourself, what's the H phone or the Hogan phone, whatever it was. It's going to run all over you. It was honestly so confusing. I was simply confused at what so was, was like, happening on my it was screen. Like a commercial for uh, some sort of branded uh, Hulk Hogan mobile device. Is that what it felt like? But it was just his phone. Oh, okay. So hold on a second. Somebody says, Big Dom Stead says, was it a throwback to a Hulk hotline back in the day? Ah, yeah. Okay. Maybe. That's kind of an obscure reference for viewers today. And it wasn't well, even maybe not like, because it wasn't because a very little run, literal because, one. Because WWE's target demo or, or top demo was 50 plus maybe it, maybe it isn't that obscure i think that it was yeah you can you can put it in large text brother i don't know man i don't know i, I was i was le- i was legitimately confused by this opening segment i was like this is legends night you've got hulk hogan i understand the implications for many of us in the audience and at, at our you know <laughs> our varying levels of, of how much we want to see hulk hogan um I was really confused by this. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a, a comedy bit, but that's I didn't weird to open up with a comedy, uh, like a confusing comedy bit. That yeah. might be worse than opening with Ms. TV. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. Raw for me opened up with Ms. TV. Uh, Ms. Morrison go on hype it up tonight's show, uh, and then Ms. Like also, he puts himself over. Uh, Ms. Says tonight's Legends Night, first Raw of the New Year. He's thinking it's going to be a great year for Ms. and Morrison. Um, new Day come out. They're the guests on Ms. TV. They hit the ring and they say, hey, we have talk show now. New Day Talks. Yeah. And Ms. like, what are you doing? Kofi uh, says it's going to be like a cookout. Ms. and Morrison aren't invited, but he says their show has it all. At this juncture, my internet was a little wonky, so I missed all the individual bits uh, uh, for the thing, uh, for the show. And then Kofi just asks him, you got any New Year's resolutions? Ms. is like, no. Morrison goes on about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Morrison uh, was actually pretty funny here. Morrison's he so funny. good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crime, dude. You didn't, you, you didn't miss anything here. This was silly. It was it, even the new day couldn't save this segment because um, they're always too long. These Miss TV segments are too long. Yeah, it just, it just, it's, it's a, it's like a black hole, man. It just absorbs, it absorbs whatever whoever's involved with this gets absorbed into like it's like the Raw the, Gate Mutants uh, segment of, of Raw. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, long story short, this leads to Teddy Long coming out. 
and trying to make a match between Miz and Morrison and The Undertaker, which was actually kind of a funny bit. Adam Pearce comes out and tells him Taker's retired, but he can make the match a tag match between Miz and Morrison and The New Day. So that match happens next. Uh, the match was a fine enough match. You know, we got lots of Morrison, and he's great. Uh, at one point, he clocked, clocked Xavier Woods with a forearm. And you see Woods down there, and he hits him with a receipt. It was kind of great. In yeah. the end, Xavier Woods gets the pin on Morrison with a shining wizard. Yeah. So the WB on Fox put a little clip up of what happened after the show went off the air tonight. Drew gets up and, like, kind of headbutts uh, Bill. You know, like pushes his head into Bill's head and kind of pushes him forward. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And that's it. That's it. But he gave me gave him like a shoot Glasgow kiss because Goldberg likes that kind of interaction between his head and stuff. Yeah, he likes hitting, his head hitting things. Right. Uh, after that, we had a brief uh, Orton Alexa Bliss recap. So you know, like they had that cliffhanger last week about where Orton looked like he might be uh, about to light Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. on fire. Yeah. No Alexa Bliss tonight. Uh, yeah, but he confirmed that he didn't light her on fire. I mean, maybe she yeah. took some time, dude. She poured gasoline on herself. She took some time off. She's like, that was intense. I need to stay away from a week. I'm fine with that. Anyways, yeah, he confirms advanced stories. Anyways, yeah, he confirms. Yeah, he couldn't do it. Uh, he showed bliss, compassion, and mercy for that. He hates himself. Then he realized that he can mold that hatred he has for himself, and now he is capable of doing anything and everything. He says, he, he says, Charlie, can you imagine if I directed that newfound hatred towards someone else? He says, I don't want. She asked about the fiend. So I don't want to talk about fiend anymore right now. I'm going to go for a walk and find me some legends and have a talk. Remind them why I am the legend killer. Legend killer, yeah. No, I actually, I'll, we kind of disagree on this. I actually thought this was a fine way to, you know, because, I mean, clearly he didn't burn her to death. No, That's clearly. I mean, we saw that off. on Raw Talk afterwards where there's no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. no charring or anything in the ring. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we had a recap from the New Year's Eve stream where uh, Garza won the 24-7 title from R-Truth. So then we get Garza backstage at Raw. He runs into legend Alicia Fox. She makes some sort of weird TikTok reference. Then he sees Slaughter. Mickey James, is she a legend now? I mean, she is, but whether she's considered a legend or an active competitor, I don't know. That's what I figured. And Tatanka in full ring gear. Uh, my note here is uh, it's awkward and stupid. And fuck this Legends Night shit. We don't have an ad tonight, do we? No, we don't. Okay, so, yeah, no, I agree. Like, why why are these three individuals standing there for no reason? Like, motivate why people are are gathering together. So, okay. Conversing about something. Is there something that that unites them? Something they'd want to talk about together? In kayfabe, right? Okay. WWE is producing a show, right? They're producing a show. The only time the Legends show up in front of the Thunderdome crowd, which is supposed to be the crowd that is in attendance watching Mm -hmm. this, along with us at home, the legends never actually come out except the very end to be on the Mm -hmm. stage to watch the match. With the exception of Ric Flair walking Charlotte out to the ring. Yes, correct, which I've already said. They did a really good job with Ric Flair. that was good. That's how you should do it. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's just just, it's bizarre. So anyways, uh, yeah, there's just this stuff with Garza and, and Slaughter calls him a maggot. Yeah, because he gives Mickey James the rose. So, I hear you are stolen valor. Wow. <laughs> you are never in the military. <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. 
We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. After that, <laughs> AJ Styles versus Elias. Uh, Elias learned some uh, wrestling moves from uh, Jackson Riker doing that sit-down chokeslam bomb thing. Mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. the course of the match anyways uh aj won with a uh, with a styles clash uh after reversing a powerbomb into iranas anyways uh Riker hits the ring with uh elias's acoustic guitar takes a swing at aj aj ducks and uh amos yeah you say his name now they changed almost. the pronunciation of his name almost um uh, after aj ducks uh kicks the heck out of that guitar obliterates it it was a really, really, really awesomely coordinated sequence, mm-hmm. and uh, Riker sold it, you know, super big. Pretty well, he yeah. did a great job selling that. But yeah, almost that, that was a really cool moment there. Really good showing from him. Yeah, you, you got used to saying "amos." No, I don't. Almost. Otherwise, I'm not going to say it right. I'm already there's not no saying L. it right. There, you're not. There's no L in it. Well, I'm it's trying almost. to make the L really subtle because it's the only way I know how to say it. It's like almost or amos. Edward James almost. Yeah, there's an L in, in his name. There's not an L in Amos's Amas. name. Amas. Amas. I don't know that I'm going to change it next week. I'll just might. say it my way. Um, anyways, well, it's not your way. That... It's their way before they changed it. Your <laughs> hey. way would be your own pronunciation. All right. After that, we had a Charlotte interview. She said, don't listen to your critics. Like Larson. I was, she says, I won the Rumble last year because I didn't listen to my critics. Uh, after that, we had uh, the big show and Matt Riddle chatting it up. What was this about the big bro? You just said, you're, you, hey, show, you're considered calling yourself the big bro. Mm, okay. That's it. That was the extent of it. Anyways, Riddle's like, I got a match against Lashley. I'm going to go now. So Orton steps in. Yeah. He's like, hey, show, how does it feel now that your career's over? And Big Show's like, no, I can get back in the ring if I want to. And then Orton grabs Big Show by the throat. Yeah, this is a weird thing here. I thought this was really good. Okay. Um, at least Orton's part of it. It got kind of weird during this conversation. It kind of went on a little long. So uh, he grabs Big Show by the throat. And uh, Orton's getting trashed like, hey, you're just out here with the legends now. You can't compete. Uh, and uh, Big Show says, well, I'm proud to be out there with the legends. And uh, Orton says, well, base- basically said, hey, do something about me coming up here and bullying you. You're not going to, are you? It just takes a lot of balls for Orton. I know Orton's a large dude. Yeah, step, no. Step up to the world's largest athlete. Okay, I agree with that completely, and I even agree up to the point when he when he does the you know the, the he, he grabs him by the throat. It's what happened immediately after because Big Show just sort of like smiles and laughs and then sits down, and Orton still goes with him. It's like they didn't quite plot out. Okay, should my hand still be here? Why it seemingly isn't very effective on him because he's kind of no selling it. I don't know no, if that I was thought, supposed I thought, to be. I th- no, I was thought, that Big I was... Show showing like subservience to him? Yes. Oh, okay, because he was sort of chuckling, and I was like, it doesn't really seem like he's selling all that much. Well, I think it was it was, it was, it was a chuckle of like, oh, he's got me. Oh. That's yeah, why I read Okay, it. all right. Uh, after that, we had Charlotte and Asuka versus Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. We had an awful picture-in-picture promo with Lacey and Peyton. They still have no chemistry. But this match was actually really, really fun the entire time. Fun. Lacey was trying to flirt with uh, the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair, much to Charlotte's chagrin, and that ended up costing Charlotte and Oscar the match. This is actually pretty funny, dude. Yeah, it was, I was that was an unexpected result. So yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, eventually, at one point, uh, Charlotte gets the hot tag. She goes on a run, uh, tries to do it, hit Exploder on Lacey Evans. She escapes that. Royce tags herself in. Charlotte ends up eating or uh, hitting Exploders on both of them. Goes up top, tags in Asuka. Charlotte hits the moonsault on both of them. Asuka follows the Shining Wizard on Peyton Royce. Gets two, looks for the Asuka lock. Uh, Royce doubles out. Asuka hits Code Breaker. Charlotte follows with natural selection. You think the match is over? No, Lacey Evans runs in, breaks up the pin. Uh, she snaps Asuka's neck across the second rope, and then she's out there flirting with Ric Flair. She's like kind of sitting there on the apron. Uh, and then Charlotte comes out of nowhere and just knocks her off onto yeah, the floor. Yeah, she had like Ric Flair by the tie. She was about to start sucking face with the guy. Seemingly. So uh, Charlotte and Peyton are in. They're running the ropes. Rick thinks Peyton's about to run towards him, just kind of no look, sticks his hand out, trips to trip her up, 
Little does he know, he tripped up his own daughter. Mm -hmm. Peyton Royce rolls up Charlotte after that to get the win. Lacey runs down, plants a kiss on Flair's cheek, and then Charlotte (laughs) gets down to the floor right in her dad's face and tells her to stay out of my business again. You got it? Now back up. Get out of here. Every I, I love that everything Ric Flair does these days, you know, it's not like we see him all that often. But last time we saw him, he was doing everything he could to get Randy Orton over. And now he's doing, you know, just in this one appearance, he did everything he could to show everybody, hey, you know, what does he say now? He's like, you know, Charlotte's not Ric Flair's daughter. I'm Charlotte's dad. Um, trying to get her over. I think it's great. I thought he was very effective here. I thought so, too. I, th- I thought, th- thought so, too. So after that, Drew's backstage. Sheamus walks up to him. Sheamus like, hey, you ready for a match? Drew says, yeah. I'm going to show the legends the title's in good hands tonight. Uh, Sheamus asks Drew to give Lee an extra kick for him. And Drew goes, I will. And he goes on about something else. God damn it. Hulk Hogan's lurking there. He and Jimmy Hart enter. Uh, Hogan just starts spouting a bunch of nonsense how he's Seamus' number one fan. He probably met Hold him for on. the first time that night. What? Did you notice that he comes in and he does the whole champ tiger thing? He says, hey, big fella, I'm a big fan of you. And hey, champ, I think you're doing a great job. Not once did he say Seamus or Drew. No, no I'm no, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he knows their names. It's know. possible he doesn't know Seamus' name. Yeah, he I would, did I call him fella, it. which is Seamus' thing. Yeah, I guess so that's easier to remember funny. than Seamus. No, I noticed that too. He didn't refer to either of them by name. <laughs> and so he's like, uh, 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 Drew, I'm real proud, or sorry, brother to Drew. I'm proud of, of how well you're representing WWE. Uh, and of course, everything has to come, when it comes to Hogan, everything has to come back to him. It's like, brother, you remind me of myself. Mm-hmm. And Drew, it's like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Hulkster. Um, and then asked Seamus if, uh, if, if, if Seamus reminds Hogan of Jimmy Hart. Seamus is like, haha, not funny. Which is Drew Luck says, we'll see y'all later for drinks. And then Drew then has to do the Hogan catchphrase. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. The whole what you gonna do thing. Ugh. Yeah. Well, they do it on Keith Lee also. Ugh. That's your Friendo Merch tone deaf moment of the night. Go to FriendoMerch.com. All the latest and going in raw merchandise, you can get it right there. We still have holiday prices. Friendomerch.com. Yeah. It's your t- Friendo Merch tone deaf moment of the night. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> after that, Matt Riddle versus Bob Lashley. This is an interesting way to, to, to have someone tap out but not tap out. Um, so it's fun enough match. Lashley more or less had the upper hand for a majority of it. Um, anyways, uh, Riddle goes up top. Uh, Lashley just picks him up off the top rope, hits a dominator right into the hurt lock. And Riddle does a thing where he kind of walks up the ropes and springs backwards to try to escape. Mm. But Lashley doesn't let go. But in the process, the ref is out of position. Riddle's tapping. Ref doesn't see it. But Lashley feels it, so he lets go. And he's wondering why the ref's not calling the match. Again, Riddle rolls up Lashley to get the win. Yeah, I thought this is a good way to uh, to protect Lashley to elevate their story. Thought this was pretty cool. Let me um, ask you something. So yeah. Lashley gets hit with like a, a final flash. He gets hit with some move, kicks out at one. Yeah. yeah. All right. A mere roll up. Mm-hmm. Can't kick out of it. Well, you know, the element of surprise. I understand the last. Yeah. That's, that's like a second and a half. But you have a whole another second and a half to like just push your legs up. You know. I don't know. I don't know what Lashley's. Uh... I don't know if the mindset is if the mindset is I've already won this match. What the hell is happening right now? And on top of that, maybe if your head's not in the game, you know, it could be there could be certain guys who are just built in a way where a simple roll up is difficult to get out of. You well, know, that's Baron Corbin. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Baron Corbin, especially. That's Matt Riddle well knows what he's it's, doing. It's just one thing I know. It's, it's a small thing that throughout the match, Lashley was kicking out on at one on everything. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. And then yeah. he gets he just gets rolled up. I don't know. Well, it's one th- it's one thing for a powerhouse like Lashley to be able to withstand pain. You know, that's his thing. He can take that and kick out at one. But if he's in the middle of an intellectual argument with a ref over, hey, what's going on with this match? Uh, or you know, this guy just tapped out. Sorry, no, that's right. Because yeah, he thought that that Riddle tapped out. Tapped out, yeah. And he was like, hey, this match is over. You know, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, whoa, I'm going backwards. Why is that happening now? 
I give these. I give Bob Lashley the benefit of the doubt, man. But All I right. see your point. I see your point. I mean, any roll up, honestly, any roll up is silly and I should know. be kicked out of it's just sometimes unless, they, they're able to do deep. them better yeah well, yeah like the lana deep. one on nia Jax made all the sense yeah. in the world um sometimes they make a lot of sense but when you're just doing a roll up with one arm especially a, a, a dude the size of lashley mm-hmm, yeah like he should just kick out of that easily you know might have made more sense if riddle you know on the sly had some sort of leverage on a rope or something maybe or, he, or hits a knee to his back or something mm-hmm, yeah that could be anyway that's, that's not a bad that. point uh rick shea having a conversation with mark henry backstage uh mark henry's kind of giving ricochet a pep talk you know ricochet has been going through a, a rough spell in this feud against retribution um ricochet says i'm just trying to hang on he appreciates henry talking to him ricochet leaves randy orton enters and he's like oh i mean to catch up with you uh mark henry uh and during the course of this he just mentions kind of offhand that he's going to be in the rumble and he's like well you know i guess and you're not going to be uh in the rumble this year given all the wear and tear uh, the, your, on your body is caught up with you. He's because he was rolling around with those little scooters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know the ones where he's like, I guess he has some sort of leg, lower leg injury, so he's got the he puts his leg on the scooter and kind of walks on that. He says, "Well, given the you're on a scooter now, you probably won't be competing in a rumble again." Uh, he says, "I wonder how fast it goes." And Henry says, "Well, it goes fast enough to get away from you." Uh, Orton puts the brakes on, stops, and says, "I want to talk to you about the old days. You know, you hit me with several world's strongest slams, and I feel like I owe you some receipts." But I will give you a pass if you pedal your ass out of this arena. Oof. Mark Henry had to swallow his pride and pedal away. This, this is all about <laughs> Randy Orton going up to legends and, and trying to either instigate a fight or humiliate them. Oh, yeah, man. It's tired of these legends. Hey, they got off easier than they did last time, though. Um, it's true. <laughs> uh, after that, we had MVP and Lashley. Uh, they had an interview with Charlie. Uh, MVP is, you know, they're obviously both pretty upset. He's like, Riddle quit. What happened was a travesty. Lashley said something like, I'm going to punish his punk ass. Uh, after that, uh, Mandy Rose and Shayna Baszler were apparently supposed to have a match. She walks out. Before she gets to the ring, she's attacked by Shayna Baszler. Dana Brooke runs out to make the save, gets in the ring, and in the moment just challenges Shayna instead. I thought that was pretty cool for Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um, Shayna gets Dana in the clutch. But Dana rolls her back and pins Shayna for the three. Shayna doesn't let go. Mandy comes in for the save, and they both uh, pancake Shayna um, yep. to stand tall. Thought it was a pretty decent segment, pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, next, Ric Flair, IRS, Molly Holly again. Backstage for some reason. Prime Who knows rib. why? Prime rib. Orton. Well, they weren't by catering, I don't think. And none of them had plates. Post-prime rib, man. Well, yeah, I think they'd, gas- be, they'd be sitting then because that's a heavy meal. <laughs> they had to gas it up somewhere, man. <laughs> Maybe they were, they were beefing in one of the corridors of a Tropicana <laughs> field. Anyway, so Orton rolls in. IRS and Molly Holly's like, all right, we'll see you later. So uh, Orton's like, hey, Rick, how you doing? You know, I was thinking for old time's sakes, you walked me down the ring. Just so long as you promise not to mess up like you did that match your daughter was in. Mm-hmm. And Flair says, well, I'm never going to walk down the ring with you again. Uh, Orton does the whole thing about, you know, hey, you taught me everything I know, but now the only reason, the only thing keeping you relevant is your daughter, is Charlotte. She's 10 times a competitor that you ever were. Asked how Rick's head is doing after he punted him. And so now when I look at Flair, you know, you look like the man. You sound like him, but the man I see in front of me the, is not the one that taught me everything I know. He's just a pathetic old man. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. After that, we had uh, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee backstage chatting up a little bit. Riddle gives Keith a bit of a pep talk. Like you mentioned earlier, Keith Lee looked like he might have had something else on his mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Riddle's like, I know you don't need it, but I'm going to give you some good luck. Think about it. New year, new champ. uh, New champ, Keith Lee's like, "Mm, thanks Mm -hmm. for the pep talk. Riddle goes, all right, I've got to go. And Keith Lee, in just like the most understated way possible, like he's not even paying attention, Matt Riddle, just goes, see you later. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's told moments before that uh, Goldberg's taken a spot at the Rumble. Um, let's see. After that, we had Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. These two always have really good chemistry, man. They went back to the old spot where uh, Randy Orton was messing with his uh, the, the the hole in his ear lobe for yeah. the gauges. Yeah. Um, he's putting his ear, fingers in that and twisting around and stuff. In the end, though, Jeff Hardy eats an RKO uh, to get Randy Orton the win off yeah. of a twist of fate attempt. Yeah, that was good. Uh, next, we have uh, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik backstage. They walk up to Molina. Molina. Uh, they ask her if she's there for the Lucha Legends celebration or Lucha Legends night. 
and then she starts doing the lucha lucha chant mm-hmm. they do it too because they have a totally next- normal way for people to interact 100%. you come up to somebody hey good to see you again lucha lucha Luch. hilton what are you doing why are you doing that uh next lie. we have cedric alexander prime alexander and <laughs> prime Shelton benjamin <laughs> against grand metalik and let's say dorado hey man you want to make a trade for that hurt business right there because they seem to be falling apart at the they seams, do seem dude. falling apart i, oh I feel gosh pretty confident lash is going to have the u.s title for a little bit though probably i don't know about these tag titles man because uh, this was not a very long match it was pretty quick before cedric started blind tagging himself in much to shelton's uh chagrin they just started immediately beefing in the ring led to shelton eating a pin uh mvp gets super pissed uh, and they all just fight ringside. MVP's like, you know, we're supposed to be winning. We're supposed to be a team. And Cedric's like, well, I didn't get pinned. I'm I'm on the same page. I'm on my page. And then he walks off. And he walks off, yep. Uh, next, Tori Wilson. She's chatting with Nikki Cross backstage. Uh, Angel Garza walks up, uh, asks Tori if she will accept his rose. And she says, oh, I invited Cardi B, Ariana Grande, and somebody else. Mm, What's the other name? I forget. I was trying to type notes and I missed it. Anyways, uh, so it says they're just right over there. Go around there. They're right in there. And so Garza, uh, fresh off win that 24-7 title, goes back there. He enters the room. It's all shrouded in red light. It's the boogeyman's dressing room. Kylie Jenner was the other one. That's right. Thank you, Tony V. Thank you. Uh, Boogeyman turns around and says, I'm the boogeyman. Uh, Garza runs out of there. Truth rolls him up to reclaim that 24-7 title. And Garza's starting to get up. In walks Ron Simmons. He says, damn. Yep. 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 And then, then we get to our main event. Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. Stellar match. They gave it a ton of time. Oh, man. Uh, Drew started his entrance, I think, before 730. Yeah. It was right about 730 he, he did yeah, his entrance. I think it was 728. I think I looked at the clock. at 728 when he started his entrance. <coughs> there you gave go. Gave it a ton of time. It delivered. Um, you know, for the longest time, by and large, Drew McIntyre kicks out at one on basically anything except for like the last quarter of the match. You know? Yeah. Like there's not a whole lot of near falls to Drew McIntyre. If he gets covered more often than not, he's kicking out at one. That mm-hmm. wasn't the case in this match. He mm-hmm. was really selling, putting over Keith Lee's strength mm-hmm. and his power. And I appreciate that. It's a real subtle thing. But I think apart from the first one or two covers, Drew was kicking out at two as opposed to one on everything else. Dude, the Keith Lee was dominant during probably like 70% of this match. Uh, our first commercial break of the match saw Keith Lee. I mean, he had been manhandling Drew, pounces him over the barricade. Yeah, that was and we great. we go to commercial break, um, dominated much of the match. Uh, Drew came back with a big overhead belly to belly. Uh, Lee takes back over with like that one arm power bomb thing that he does. Uh, Lee gets on the apron. Uh, to he has Drew on the outside. He gets on the apron. He's starting to chat up the ref a little bit. Yeah. When Drew comes to, grabs him, and he power bombs him like on the corner of the commentary that table. Sucked. Looked like a half step too, too not not too close early. enough. Yeah, yeah too, too early. early. Uh, Drew ends up hitting a future shot. Gets two on that. They do this awesome like Spanish fly. That Off man, the top, yeah, dude, yeah. Keith Lee was. Ooh, that was scary. Um, in any event, Drew loads up a Claymore. Lee catches it. This is the first time I think I've seen somebody yeah. catch a Claymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Drew gets out of that and hits a Claymore moments later for three. Yeah. Stellar match. Uh, yeah, really good physical. They were beating the hell out of each other. They pay respects. Keith Lee, Quantum leaps out, and uh, Goldberg walks. His music hits. Goldberg walks down. Uh, says, yeah, we, we talked about this at the beginning, goes on a spiel about how Drew evidently doesn't respect people, thinks that, uh, you know, Drew's better than all the legends, that he could beat them all in his prime. And I'm trying to think of who's on that stage. Now, Drew versus Hulk Hogan, obviously, you know, nobody's going over Hogan. Well, I mean, that's in his contract, so no. Right. But like, but that's I mean, more that's more legalities as opposed to ability. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look, wrestling is legalities. That's what it is. I mean, and what Vince McMahon likes. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, Drew at his prime versus Big Show at his prime. Drew's going to go over. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Drew mm-hmm. versus Ron Simmons. I love Ron Simmons. Drew goes over. IRS, that's a squash match for Drew. Virtually, yes. Uh, Slaughter at his prime, that's uh, maybe an even more of an even matchup, maybe. Yeah, I think Drew goes over. Drew goes over. Who else? Uh, Booker T was up there. 
Oh, yeah. Booker T was up. Why didn't he have a segment tonight? I don't know. He's like the most entertaining guy at Legends Night. Far and away. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. That's a hell of a match, Drew versus Booker Tina's point. Yeah, that's that's, that's how, hey, event right how much would you have popped? You take Goldberg out, and instead of Goldberg's music hits... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. No, no, no. That would have saved my night. I would have had energy to last through three more nights of Wrestle Kingdom if Booker, Booker T, T had walked comes out down. and said, Drew, you got everything. You got the look. You got the talent, the athleticism. What you don't have is respect. Sucker. The challenges from that WWE title. Oh, I would have popped. <laughs> I would have popped. popped so hardcore. That would have been great. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Instead, we get Goldberg. <laughs> but then, but then Drew was like, "Nope, I'm all about respect." I mentioned this at the beginning, but I'll say it again because it's a great line. You're not the dude you were 20 years ago. Fighting you now be like fighting my own dad. <laughs> and the Goldberg just says this. Goldberg's terrible at trash talk. He just goes, "Oh yeah, push." Yeah, it's it, dude. It was like the backstage thing with him and Riddle. Like he has that awkward, nervous laugh because he can't come up with anything. Well, first of all, I'm not your bro. Really? That's what you got? That's what you yeah. got? Lucky yeah. you have your shoes on. What? It's confusing. You're just confusing us, Bill. You're just confusing me like the H-phone. So anyway, show ends with Goldberg pushing Drew on his on his butt. Uh, but according to what they posted on Twitter, uh, Drew did get up and get in Goldberg's face. Mm-hmm. So that was Raw. Let's answer a few questions. Yeah, Snare Freak with the sub. Thank you very much. Thank you, Snare Freak. Uh, raw QA thread here it is on the Patreon. You can have your question answered right here on the show via the Patreon, or if you hang out in our Twitch chat during our live show. Uh, let's see here, Church Jackson, are you shocked the Thunderdome could fit Hogan and Flair's egos under one roof, brother? Flair, oh, so, man, yeah. don't don't dog Flair's ego. That dude put over everybody. I, instead of Flair, I'd bet, I'd probably say I'd probably say Goldberg. He wouldn't mm-hmm. lose to the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Uh, Hugh Longheavy Goldberg wasn't even good in his prime. Literally the worst wrestler to touch this earth. He politics to hold down better younger stars. What dumbass headbutts doors till he bleeds? He is the epitome of everything wrong at WWE. Yeah, but I used to pop for Goldberg, man. I, I admit that. I thought he was pretty rad. Um, just not anymore. And I always knew that he was a crap wrestler. I yeah, he was a crap wrestler. I thought he was rad. Alex Foster. Thing. Alex Foster. If Seth had Jane's or Seth had Jane J security, what wrestler in WWE would you guys like to be the henchman for? Kevin Nash. I'd want to be the henchman for Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens. Oh, that's good. Okay. He just seems like a cool dude. Could we be the henchman for Baron Corbin? Knights of the Slow Wolf Pack. We'd we'd eat well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, we would. Yeah, that dude probably hooks up some good prime rib. Uh, Dylan, Nirvana fan, I uh, was watching NXT from a few weeks ago, and one of the refs called Raquel Gonzalez by her shoot name, Reyna. Mm. Also, Power Rank, which NXT wrestlers should be in the men's and women's rumbles? I think Bronson Reed and Raquel are pretty likely. I think whoever loses the Raquel-Rhea Ripley match on Wednesday is probably going to be in the rumble. Could be. Could be. So probably Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Bronson Reed. I don't know why he was gone for that period of time. No either. <clears throat> uh, Wolfpack for life. How much will the ratings of this Legends Raw affect the likelihood of part timers returning, 
and taken over the main event storylines. I don't think the ratings of this particular episode will affect much of anything. I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's a one-week band-aid is what this is. I don't know how many more. I mean, this is legitimately the thing. How many more part-timers do they have? Like, I mean, how many more, like, legends can they bring back? I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, I know there's been a little bit of chatter about Austin being in shape and him potentially, like, him sort of, you know, commenting here and there about, how he'd be good doing another match. I don't want to see that. I mean, I look, I would pop, but man, that dude's legacy is set. It's mm-hmm. intact, you know? There's two names. You mentioned one, the other one's CM Punk. Oh, yeah. If Vince, if Vince were to open up the checkbook. And Dude, uh, with their creative is so crap. I don't know. I know. I, I, yeah, unless he said, okay, I'll, I'll, take your, I'll take your paycheck, but I want carte blanche. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, and it was just, ironclad in his contract. I don't see any reason otherwise why he'd do it because he knows the frustration that comes with working with that company. Yeah. I mean, From you know, that, standpoint. yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I don't know if it would be, let's, I mean, let's say uh, AEW offered him a million dollars for a year with five matches and WWE offered him three years at five million a year. Yeah. You know, but you, hey, you're going to deal with the bullshit and you're going to do what Vince wants you to do. Yeah. yeah I don't know what he does. I don't know. I'm not the man. I don't, I'm not him. I don't know what's going on in his head, Mm-mm. but he does seem to value, you know, and apparently WWE hasn't been opening the checkbook up. You saw that uh, Fightful report about how they're going around asking people to resign and like they're, they're not as good. Lowballing them. Mm-hmm. And people are like, mm, no. Like it's a bunch of Lex Lugers. Uh, Wolverine, we know the Miz is going to cash in at the Rumble, but can we have him cash in the week before and get it over with? Well, is if he cashed cash in, the... in on John Drew, like squashing Goldberg, yeah, it's going to be a three minute match. It's not going to be a long enough match for him to cash in. I don't think it's going to happen at the Rumble. No, uh, Racing Maiku is continuing the gift sub they got from Ears of Justice. Thank you. Oh, cool, awesome. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the bonus content. We're going to be yes. power ranking tomorrow live. At 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, if you're a Friendo Club TV member via YouTube channel membership, $5 and up on the Patreon, or, of course, the Twitch sub. David Matushek says, who should win the Royal Rumble um, in the men's and women's division, even if WWE is foreshadowing each outcome? Um, I think Brock is going to be a surprise Rumble winner, man. That's what I think. I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. I know he's on his way out. Um, you know, he's got a few months left. Maybe he doesn't get another title run like I predicted. Maybe they'll give him that Rumble win. Could be. Could be. What about uh, in the women's? I still firmly believe it's going to be Bailey winning the women's. I feel run. like it's either Bailey or Bianca Belair. Uh, Alan J. Goldberg is equivalent to a 50 year old man talking about his high school uh, football career. Uh, yeah, that's exact. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Um, Gregory Faella will the Raw ratings be the highest they've been in months since they advertise Legends Raw so much I don't don't, don't, dude I just don't think that like your normal Legends Raw has much of a draw anymore I I think I honestly I do think that it would have been interesting had you know now that we're going to have a build to the Rumble to your point of if Goldberg is a draw anymore we're going to find out um, you know, if he can, if he can bring any viewers over because now that he's here, he's going to be, you know, probably on raw one of these next three episodes. Yeah. Um, four episodes, there's four more. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I know, but like they'll do a video package one episode. Oh, I know. I know. Or he'll do a zoom call or something. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, um, I know. He'll show up on in the Thunderdome again. Yeah. Yeah. But like they're, cause they'll advertise if he's going to be there. They'll probably actually advertise it oh, as yeah. opposed to oh, just a video thing, yeah. and we'll we'll see we'll see if anybody tunes in for that man. Uh, Aberson ninety seven says Goldberg still has four matches under his current contract, but Stevens J says he has two. So mm. who knows? Who knows? I knew it, I knew it was like a two year two match a year thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first assassin says two matches per year until twenty twenty three. Okay, so that's, right. I guess that's actually three years. Uh, sleazy Mo, are there any wrestlers whose reckless style makes you worry about them eventually having a career ending injury? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it reckless, but ticking time bomb certainly freaks me out when I see him in the ring. Yeah, that's a good answer. 
That's a good answer. Uh, for a spell, oh, Kota Bushi. He's not reckless by any stretch, but uh, he's taken some bad, some pretty, really bad bumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Forbesy, what is the lesser of two evils, Goldberg versus Reigns or Goldberg versus Drew? Well, we said before, I think that if, if Goldberg versus Roman is a must, we'd much rather have it at the Rumble. Yeah, Do it, uh, yeah. get it out of the way. So, I mean, this is probably the lesser of all the evils. I mean, Drew is the B champion. He's the guy when Roman doesn't want to work, who works. And maybe this is a case of Roman saying, I don't want to work against Goldberg. And so Drew has to take on Goldberg. I feel like that should have been the stipulation for at Survivor Series. Whoever loser loses. faces Goldberg, yeah. Well, loser has to do the shit that winner doesn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go on going, uh, 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 Good Morning America. Ugh. Fine. Uh, Hugh Longheavy, what makes me really, what really makes me feel bad is that my girlfriend bought me a WWE Network gift card for Christmas, but I have negative desire to watch WWE. Dude, there's a ton of great like stuff in their library. That's not I, I legitimately enjoy watching like old nitros, old th- weird old thunders. Um, I, I like that stuff. Christopher Ampersod. In 20 years, where will the WWE be if they don't have their legends anymore? And WWE leaves. They had made superstars today, like they did in the 80s and 90s, that can carry WWE in the future. I mean, they'll they'll wheel out people that are popular today, that are <clears throat> that are you know. Just want to have the same effect. They'll yeah they'll bring they'll be hey Sheamus is coming back for Legends Night you know oh hooray, uh, Aberson <laughs> again what if Goldberg beats Drew at the Rumble then Drew enters a Rumble match wins back to back and faces Roman at Mania. Wait what if I'm sorry what what was that Goldberg beats Drew Drew then enters the Rumble wins the Rumble uh, again and then yeah. faces Roman at Mania. Oh, you know dude if they did something like that I'd be into it. Because it's yeah. like, hey, that's different. That's weird. That's 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 cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like when there's a sense of like urgency and like when Becky entered herself. And I thought that was great. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, let's see here. Tyler Spence. When do you think Keith Lee will get the heavyweight title? Realistically, within eighteen months, I'd say. Yeah, two years. Within two years. Uh, D Hayes. SmackDown doesn't need the ratings bumps. So they move Goldberg to Raw. And I hope we'll do Daniel Bryan and Roman at WrestleMania. It could be that simple. It really could be. It could be that simple. (laughs) Mr. Forbes, he says, the past year of Raw's have all been a Hogan fever dream. Maybe that's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Um, I'm just trying to do something. says Hogan was phoning it in. There you go. Uh, Captain Sin with the sub. Thank you very much. I think we already answered this one. Moses opposes says you have to replace Goldberg with another WWE legend. Who do you pick? Booker T. Booker T. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Eddie Brock's Venom. Out of all the legends or former superstars, which would you pick to do a top five of the highest egos? And it's all about me whenever they come back. Well, Hogan is like number one on that list. Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, The Rock seems to have carte blanche over what he does when he comes back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just sort of cringy, like some of the times he's done that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just, you know, they, they, they let him do what he wants. And so he does it. Um, I mean, Hogan's really kind of the name. Like, yeah, he's, he's the like, one that, that really is the top of the list. And it feels like, you know, people, you know, if you're talking about... If a situation we're talking about legends stepping in and in flexing their their creative muscle, if you will, to get their way. You know, you think Hogan first and foremost, but you know, like if you're going back to the '90s, you know, you think of the Click. You know, mm-hmm, you think yeah. of you know, like Kevin Nash too and WCW. You know, there's examples of people who uh, exerting the power they have backstage. You know, uh, how they see fit. Well, this question specifically about like legends now. or former superstars. Yeah, I now. mean Goldberg allegedly did pull that with the fiend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Uh, let's see here, uh, Dero Hayes. Out of all the legends that came back, who would you want to see 
come back as a manager and what raw superstar would you want them to manage for him? He says he'd like to see heel Mark Henry with the heel Keith Lee. Oh, that'd be good. Just have Keith Lee join the Hurt Business. I saw a really cool fan-made poster of that the other day. I was like, man, I just want to see. Like, I don't know, man. I would have popped way harder if, like, you know, Drew wins the match clean tonight. And if there wasn't so much drama within the Hurt Business, this would have made more sense, but they're all, like, fighting each other now. Um, Like, they come down and beat the crap out of, you know, and maybe you maybe you maybe you set it up over the past couple weeks. You know, mm-hmm. you have them maybe try to on the very low key try to recruit him, but they come down, beat the crap out of Drew, and you know bring Keith Lee into the hurt business, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's you know he becomes whatever executive title MVP wants to put on him. I mean I don't know. There's like a, if you know Bobby Lashley is probably probably thinks of himself you know as the main guy there, but he's a United States champion. Hasn't really challenged for the world title lately. It's been a couple, it's been a little while. Well, since, uh, he's one of Drew's right first after, opponents. Was it right after, after Mania? It was shortly there after Mania, yeah. Yeah, but he's like firmly United States champion guy oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah. now. He's yeah, got, he's he's got his plate full. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jorge D, which WWE legend would still be huge today if they were active and in their prime? For example, would Savage still be a main eventer? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. You don't see a lot of guys like that anymore. Like Savage is such a strange fella, you know? Yeah, he was. I think that that was he was he was a singular individual, and I think that's kind of You think he's timeless? Yeah, he's larger than life, man. Yeah, I don't know. He's such a weirdo. Um <laughs> He was a weirdo. He was. I mean, could you imagine somebody showing up that looked like Hulk Hogan? Like now, nobody looks like that anymore. Nobody looks like Macho Man what, anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like if Hogan could, could could handle being in the ring today against current WWE wrestlers, if he wrestled at like he did in WWE. Yeah, well, yeah, but if he could, he could wrestle like he did in New Japan. If he did, if he could do that, three hundred days a year. They don't wrestle three hundred days a year anymore, man. Two hundred fifty. Sorry, you're talking about 50, fifty extra days. Well, I'm not, these days they don't do that. No, but I mean, like, does he mean active just in, in 2020 or just active in this current era? Active in the COVID era. <laughs> Exclusively in the COVID era. Anyways, moving on. Rand Wildman. Once a so, month. so Goldberg falsely accused Drew of lacking respect towards legends when Orton was legit doing that exact thing all night. Make it make sense. You just can't, you can't submit your brain to that uh, degree of illogic and try to make, have it make sense. It can't do stuff just doesn't make sense. That's the main problem. Even on SmackDown, stuff does make like by and large on SmackDown, stuff makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It all goes through the same guy. Vince is Vince is approving this raw script same way he's approving the SmackDown yeah, I scripts. It. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around. I think we have a raid, maybe. We do. All right, we'll see. Thanks for watching, Ray. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 